Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's a journey through the stories impacting rural economies and country lifestyles. Jay Madison's Rural America is also a production of Jefferson County Economic Development. Now here's Jay. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Jay Madison's Rural America. I am your host, Jay Madison, along with outstanding in his field, literally, today, down at his Southern Agricultural Command Center, the one, the only, Ron Robbins. How are you doing this morning, sir? Or this afternoon? Hey, I'm Whatever just, time of day yeah. it is. Yeah, well, hey, sometimes you just lose track, but Jay, no, we're doing great. Um, kind of keeping track of the weather up north. It kind of seems like you guys have had a uh, kind of a miserable week uh, with rain and wet snow and ice and um I won't tell you how nice it is down here in South Florida, but uh, yeah, thanks, Ron. Thanks a lot. We'll, we'll just pass right over that. Yeah, but just... uh, no, this is uh, it's a great opportunity today, and we have uh, we have an exciting guest today. Yes, so we do. Yes, looking we do. forward to it. But before we do that introduction, I just want to let folks know you are literally out in the field looking at a place to plant corn in January. Yeah, we're just getting started with tillage work here on and our on our winter cropping project down here and uh, we're actually on some land owned by King Ranch, uh, King Ranch out of Texas. Uh, they leased some land to us here. Uh, they harvested the sugar cane uh, last week here and then uh, this was the last harvest for this particular uh, 800 acres of sugar cane and we're coming in behind it and going to plant some corn for one of the dairy farms down here and Okeechobee, Florida. Oh, that's pretty neat. And, you, and my understanding is you've got a gator that you were thinking about feeding. Well, he's sitting over here on the bank while I'm talking to you here. I'm keeping my distance, though, Jay. So. <laughs> yeah, just don't forget yourself while we're having the conversation, sir. We don't need to hear any screams during the podcast. I don't think that would uh, make our guest too happy, let alone our listeners. No. So. Well, hey, Ron, uh, to uh, introduce our guest today, I, I, I have a little music on I'd like to play and uh, uh, before we make the introduction here so I'm just going to fire this off and let folks uh, start to enjoy this. This song is called, now where'd I write it down? Oh my lord, this is going to drive me nuts. I've got too many notes Ron, raised on, raised on and, and you know Ron, as, as I listen to this song it makes me think of some of the young women that we have here in agriculture in Jefferson County yeah, and we're really fortunate to have a have a very diverse group of young women come back and stay involved in agriculture in the county. So, yeah, listen and enjoy here for a second. You know, so, you know, as we listen to that, you know, I I think of your daughter, Ron, Julia Robbins-Ledoux, Casey Porter-Alban, Elizabeth Hyman, Cassidy Shell. Those are just a few that come to mind of the young women who have grown up here in Jefferson County on some of our dairy farms. And they were raised on a dairy farm and are staying, at least for now, in dairy farming. So, you well, know. it's definitely a 
it's a great opportunity to, uh, like I said, to uh, to have these gals be back. And uh, and there's actually we're really fortunate in Jefferson County to. I think it says a lot about our ag industry in the county. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should introduce our guest. We don't want to eat into too much of our interview time with her. Uh, she was raised on a dairy farm out in California. Now is dairy farming in, I believe, near Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm sure she's going to correct me in just a second. She's also a country music singer-songwriter and has become, boy, I, I would say when you appear on Tucker Carlson on Fox News, you are becoming one of the biggest uh, agricultural advocates out there, and that would be the one, the only, Stephanie Nash. Stephanie, Welcome to Jay Madison's Rural America. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm happy to be here. Happy to talk about agriculture and, you know, just ready to further my advocacy. Well, I'll tell you what, I, I've been watching a lot of your posts on uh, on Instagram and Twitter and so on. And man, you know, I, I got to say, when you you start out most of your pod, of your posts, uh, with the words, where'd it go? With the words, y'all get ready to blow this blank up. No farmers, no food. And I just love it. I love it. <laughs> so that is great. I mean, you really kick butt out there. Yeah, you know, I have always had a pretty loud voice. My dad says I'm very independent and very <laughs> outspoken. Um, you know, I have great people in my life. You know, we keep each other in line and so um you know when i when i started my advocacy i was like i gotta do something unique i gotta be myself and i gotta just have a loud voice for agriculture well i would say that it, you are doing a fantastic job at it so especially you know i haven't made it on tucker carlson yet i'm kind of jealous yeah. you know that's pretty cool <laughs> But uh, yeah, that had to be a that had to be a highlight. I mean, really, I mean, of course, uh, you know, we we all are. Uh, Jay and I are both avid uh, Fox News watchers. So, uh, and I guess <laughs> Stephanie, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> Stephanie. That's from my point of view. That's really why I thought you're so unique because many of the agricultural influencers uh, that are out there today are are somewhat self-promoting in my opinion, uh, not to take anything away from them, but I really felt like uh, watching some of your work and listening to you and your passion and how you involve other farmers, how you really talk about the industry as a whole, you know, the whole agricultural ecosystem, all size farms, you know, all walks of life, old, young, and just, I really feel like that's really special. Yeah, you know, like, that's truly something that you said about, you know, I, I really don't care about self-promoting, and, you know, I've talked about it on a lot of, lot of platforms, a lot of interviews, and, you know, advocacy is great, um, talking about our industry, any publicity is amazing, but I think there's a difference between being a Western influencer and promoting your own platform and gaining followers and then just, you know, being yourself and talking about the facts, throwing out the regulations, exposing the politicians and getting down to what needs to happen for us to stay in business as small family farmers and ranchers. What needs to happen for our food security to be safe here in America? And I felt like there was no advocacy 
of people out there just saying it how it is, what's happening. And so I, you know, traveled across the United States. I let these farmers and ranchers shine and tell their story and, and say what the problems are in their certain states and their certain communities. And that's what we need because I'll tell you right now, Americans are listening. Um, Tennessee, for us, they have been so supportive of our dairy farm and my advocacy. And I just want to help farmers and ranchers stay in business, keep their land, and tell Americans exactly where their food is coming from. I think part of that authenticity is part of the, the message that you're sharing is the fact that you grew up on a dairy farm and still farm today. Now, you grew up in Central California, is that correct? Yeah, we grew up in Selma, California. That's where our dairy farm is. Um, or was, I guess. Um, and so we moved out in 2013. Um, some of you guys know about the bullet train. Um, the train to nowhere is yeah. actually goes right through our old farm. So, you know, we got we got out just in time and got away from, you know, California politics. Well, that's, you know, uh, Ron and I were talking uh, in preparation for the show today, uh, wondering you know, what it was in particular that drove your family out of California. And a lot of a lot of listeners, a lot of folks that we come in contact with, they may hear that the the regulations are becoming too oppressive, that there's too much being put on the backs of our farmers, but then it gets dismissed. Well, they won't really move. But your family did. Yeah, I mean, my dad was a representative for California Dairy for a very long time, very involved with Farm Bureau. And he just saw the shift that was going to come. He saw that we were never going to win between Los Angeles and San Francisco with the water situation, with air quality, with every type of regulation they could put on us, they did. And it wasn't going to stop. The momentum is just growing. That's why you see California dairy farms moving out of state or going out of business and growing almonds instead. <laughs> um, it's just not affordable. They, they just can't win. And that's really sad because... I know you guys being from New York, New York City, and the governor has been a big influence on you for taxes and, um, you know, just information about how dairy farms are run. Um, and so, you know, we just need to stand up for ourselves. Enough is enough. And we need to start telling the American people what we do and how we love our animals and how we care about our food. Well, you know, Stephanie, part of our uh, farm is the, an ag tourism business. And, and my, you know, our whole family during the summer when we're open to the public from May 1st to, to uh, Halloween. And, and so every day of the week, you know, have visitors come on the farm and, the one thing that keeps us excited about agriculture is the opportunity to tell our story, tell the story of agriculture as a whole. And, you know, that's how we look at, at this whole thing as well. And that's why I just, I really, uh, really connected with how you were delivering a message here. And it is important, you know, New York, everybody knows New York is in second place behind California when, Whatever California does, it leapfrogs to the other side of the country to New York. And we've got, you know, new labor regulations, environmental regulations. They're, you know, 
solar farms covering prime farmland. You know, you name it, it's happening to us at, at breakneck speed. And, you know, we're sitting back wondering, you know, how do we, even if you're profitable today, how do you generate enough revenue to stay ahead of the increased cost that government regulations are putting on us? And it, it's real scary. I mean, Jay and I talk a lot about on this podcast uh, about, you know, food shortages and the things that are happening here with green energy policies and what's happened in Europe and what's happened in Australia and New Zealand and how, yeah, in the Netherlands. And, and we're just sitting back saying it's going to happen to us. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. I think it's crazy. You know, people in the beginning of my advocacy, you know, started, to comment, oh, she's just mad because her family isn't making money. She's just a conspiracy theorist. And now it's been two and a half years. And now Stephanie Nash is actually not a conspiracy theorist. She's not a crazy lady on social media. Now people are listening. Um, You know, I saw the attacks on agriculture in Central California. I see it, you know, like you said, across our world. How do people think, you know, that's not going to stop like those regulations coming in from the United States? It can happen. It's going to happen. It's already started um, with climate change initiatives, with increase in food at the grocery store, um, with more farmers and ranchers going out of business. And, you know, a big thing for me that I think needs to happen, especially in the USDA and in our farming communities, number one, we're not divided. No matter what kind of industry your title is, um, grain farmer, soybean farmer, dairy farmer, beef farmer, we all feed the world. And I think the USDA has done a good job um, of separating us and and valuing us depending on our worth and how many of us are left um, in production. And that's something that that needs to change going forward. We are agriculture industry, uh, we all feed the world and we all benefit the American people. Well, that's one of the things that, you know, we've talked about uh, over the years is the the marketing, the separation, you know, conventional bad, organic good, uh, yep. you know, all of that. And, you know, it's great. It's fantastic. When I speak to, for example, college classes, my message to them is, if you want to buy organic, fantastic. Agriculture is more than happy to provide you organic certified products. That's great. If you want to buy conventional products, that's great. We're more than happy to provide them. But don't try to isolate one group and pit them against the other. We're happy to provide you a nutritious, safe, t- great tasting food products from this great nation. And it's great to hear your message. Now, before I lose this thought, uh, what has it been like for your family moving from California to Tennessee? What, uh, Stephanie, what has that, and just for our listeners that might have just tuned in, we're talking with Stephanie Nash, uh, country music, singer-songwriter, and agricultural advocate, and farmer. So tell us about what it's like to farm in Tennessee compared to California now. (laughs) Well, like we talked about earlier, less regulations, less government control, um, a lot more voting power, you know, Nashville and surrounding areas are very strong agriculture communities. And so we find a good presence here. We find good people here. 
we find people that are moving out of New York, California, you know, even some from Texas. Um, they're moving, you know, to experience a more farm life, a better life for their family. I'll, I'll tell you right now, Tennessee is one of the best states for farmers markets. I think in a hundred mile radius, there's about 20 farmers markets. Um, they want farmers to succeed. They want people to know where their food is coming from. And just the state of Tennessee in general has been very welcoming to us as a dairy farm. And I feel like you know, I can I can have my advocacy here and I can have people um, strengthen us as a dairy farm and protect us um, instead of having to fight against activists every day of our life like we did in California. Now, Stephanie, does your farm produce any value added products or, you know, are you just shipping milk to a processor? What what's the nature of your, you know, your business? Yeah. So um, we started milking again, you know, nine years ago. And so the last two years, we actually opened a creamery. My brother makes ice cream. And we also opened a cheese plant about a year and a half ago. So now we make cheese. Um, But for the volume of it, it, we do ship to Kroger. And it's, I'll tell you, if you're going to ship to somebody, Kroger has been a great partner. Um, They have a lot of educational programs we send our breeders to, our calf managers. Um, I go to a lot of them myself. So um, it's been a great experience for us. No, that's fantastic. Go ahead, Ron. Go yeah. Ahead. No, that's that's really exciting. And it's uh, and I'm sure you see the interest that consumers have of coming to the farm and enjoying fresh dairy products uh, and along the way uh, uh, learning a little bit about uh, what it takes to produce milk and, you know, what it's like to be a farmer. I know from our business at home, you know, that's, that's probably what people enjoy the most is just talking to the employees and the family members. And there definitely is a yearning amongst a very large percentage of our population to, to just hear the truth about how food is produced. Unfortunately, there's that vocal minority out there that relies on sensationalism and scare tactics and other things. But I always tell the story about a family, husband, wife, and a young child went on our dairy tour one day. And my wife said, you could tell they were fairly affluent, um, dressed very well. And uh, they came up to her afterwards and turned out they were from Connecticut. And after they got through talking, the husband put his hand on his wife's shoulder and said, there, now we can go back to buying regular milk again. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's just... And that's just one, but you know, hey, if if those people go back and on Friday night they're out to dinner with friends or at a card party or whatever and spread that message, you know, it's 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 one family at a time, right? Stephanie, uh, as you're traveling the the highways, you know, out there talking to groups, uh, putting your messages out over social media, what is it that you would like to be able to see as an accomplishment of all of this. I mean, you just described us. You are involved in dairy farming. You're active on the farm. Your family produces cheese, produces ice cream. You're a country music singer, songwriter, and you're doing all of this. You are busy. (laughs) So (laughs) at the end of the day, what is it that is going to make Stephanie Nash say, I was very successful at this? (laughs) 
Yeah. So, um, you know, I never thought that my advocacy would blow up like it did. I have some <laughs> of the most loyal followers, I will say, um, that share my share my videos on every part of social media. Um, so, you know, moving forward, I really want to expand my, um, I guess, my involvement with Turning Point, um, their first agriculture ambassador. And so that's been a good opportunity because before, you know, they didn't really talk about food on their platform. And if you guys know anything about Turning Point. Turning Point USA? Yes. Okay. Yep. I'm and familiar yeah. with them. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they invited me to be, become the first agriculture ambassador. Nice. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for us to do bigger things. I'm trying to move forward to become contributor to get funding so we can do more episodes like I had on YouTube, The Life of the Farmer. Before that, I was funding them all myself. And right now, I'm not really in a position because of everything else that I'm doing to continue those. So I'd really like to start doing more family farmer rancher stories because those were gaining momentum. And I think Americans are in a place where they want to learn about the family farmer rancher. They want to know where to go in their communities to buy local because even though we do great marketing and people do know we're here, there's about 200 people per day moving to the Nashville area. So we want people to know, you know, there's agritourism here. There are people that believe in your food and um, you can come, you know, you can go somewhere that you know where your food is exactly coming from. And so I, I hope to make a difference with the Turning Point organization. I hope to be influential with politicians. I see myself one day running for USDA or the state of Tennessee Department of Agriculture because I think there needs to be more farmers or ranchers in office that have a little bit more backbone. I think we're getting there. I think there's some great leaders around our country that are standing up that have had enough. Um, but I would really like to make a huge difference, not only in the United States, but across the world um, with my advocacy. So I'm hoping 2023 is big for me. <laughs> I have a funny feeling it will be. Now you- Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, you referenced uh, the, the online thing that you're doing. I apologize for calling it a thing. It's on your website, uh, stephanienashmusic.com, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so it's on my website, and we're actually about to go under construction on that to make it more of an advocacy slash music um, website. So if they actually want to see it um, probably this week, they need to go to YouTube. It's under The Life of a Farmer, and it is under Stephanie Nash. Okay, so Stephanie Nash the Life of a Farmer, on YouTube. You'll find these videos. Tell us what those videos, what you're what you're trying to accomplish with those videos again. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I guess that's kind of where my advocacy started. You know, I started my platform, and then I was like, there's, no, there's nowhere where people can go to actually hear about the regulations or the water crisis or how, you know, last year the fires were destroying land in Texas. We, we don't talk about those issues. And so I started flying and traveling, and hiring videographers to get this content, to get to the real stories, the real purpose of what is happening around our country with our farmers and ranchers going out of business. Um, and so there's about, I think, 12 episodes. I've gone from South Carolina. I've gone to Montana. Um, I've done one of our farm here in Tennessee, Kentucky, and so many more that have been such a huge influence um, for telling their story. So I hope to just 
get a lot more followers <laughs> in that area and a lot more views because people were it's it's the heart of it right it's not just hey this is what we do it's it's more of a in-depth conversation of like here's what's happening i'm a farmer rancher stop listening to the government because this is going to affect our future and our food supply and folks can once again go to stephanie nash or the life of a farmer on youtube um and the website is the is the uh, address for that website going to change stephanie no, it is still be stephaniehnashmusic.com. Okay. Um, we're just under construction um, to change that. Sure. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, so just go there, folks, if you want to learn more about what Stephanie's doing uh, with the Life of a Farmer series. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's fantastic. Uh, Ron, did you, I, I apologize, I think I cut you off there at one point. <laughs> no, no, I just, I, I kind of wanted to follow up with Stephanie and her discussion about USDA and, you know, some of our, some of our government representatives in that basically we depend on to uh, carry our message out there. Unfortunately, uh, I don't really think they do a very good job of it either. And, and I just wanted to share with Stephanie, I was state director for FSA in New York and under uh, uh, Bush 43 for this first four year term. And then I left, I decided not to go back for the second term and went back to the farm and we were under expansion there. but. It was a real eye opener to be directly involved in at that level. Uh, unfortunately, it was very disappointing. And, uh, you know, just the fact that it's such a bureaucracy that it's such a big, big bureaucracy that it's just going to be hard. And they, they really do not have the best interests of the American farmer and rancher at the core. So there's an awful lot of work there to do. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I mean, I just I have a big heart for, you know, I, I not only grew up in it, but I've seen so many families broken by this, not only mental illness in our industry, but just, you know, housing developments, this plant base coming into our country and the government wanting to keep land for themselves, you know, there's no purpose to it and, and there's no future in it. And so I know there's a lot of um, manipulation in, in Washington, D.C., and that's kind of why I started my advocacy to call out companies that are not supporting agriculture that are really supposed to, you know. You look at um, some of these companies that are giving money away to other organizations, and I'm not going to get too political. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But, <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, like there's there's something happening. You know, you need to be supporting right. your farmers and ranchers first. And so that's, yeah, that's I, kind of where I am right now. I just want people to know who to support and who's actually on their side for the American people. Get super frustrated too, Stephanie, with the fact that, uh, and I don't know how you feel about this, but, you know, these large food companies, um, you know, of course they have board of directors and they sit somewhere in a, in a large office building and they, you know, they want to adhere to all these different policies that are popular. And at the end of the day, who's going to, they worry about everything, supposedly, environment, workers, animals, but then who worries about the American farmer and rancher? Mm -hmm. And, yeah. you know, and if, if they're not there, then where does the food come from? And I think, you know, I think that's what makes what you're doing so special. I mean, I just, you know, really can't say enough how much, uh, you know, it's exciting to see somebody approach this the way you do. So, Stephanie, what, it, as we wrap up the show here, 
what would be the final message that you would leave the listeners? What is it that they, cause I'm sure somebody out there is saying, man, I really, I lo- really love her message. I really like what she's doing, but what do I do? What is yeah. it that they do? I mean, the biggest thing that I've been telling people, you're going to spend more money driving out to a local family farm and ranch to buy their product. But how fulfilling is it to know exactly where it comes from? Because I'll tell you right now, our labeling system is not correct. And in in my opinion, I think we need to give more credit to the small family farmer rancher, 97% owned in our country that actually provide and produce the product. I believe that we need to be louder for our food security I'm working on that this year. I think we need to start exposing this plant-based alternative coming into our country and thinking that agriculture is the problem. Because at the end of the day, no farms, no food, no future is a real thing. Um, If you want to do something big, if you're a farmer or a rancher, if you want to tell your story, please reach out to me. Please reach out. If you have videographers, photographers in your area that are willing to donate their time, I am more than willing to use my platform to tell your story. And I've said that over and over again, I'll buy the plane ticket. If you can get the videographer out there, I will be there for you. And I will put it on my platform because that's how we grow. That's how we reach the American people. And that's how we save our livelihoods. That's a pretty awesome offer right there. Thank yeah, you. That it is sure a pretty is. awesome offer. Yeah. Ron, any parting words before we wrap up here? No, I, I'm really, uh, really fulfilling to, uh, you know, and exciting to have have had this conversation today and, and to think about a young person out there with such a passion for agriculture and, and uh, you know, really gets the wheels spinning here as to, as to what the possibilities are. So now it's been great. I really appreciate your time today, Stephanie, and, and hope we can uh, continue some dialogue here going forward in the future. And hopefully, you know, our podcast, you know, that's one of the reasons Jay and I started this podcast was really thinking about how do we, how do we really contribute to telling the truth about what's going on in agriculture and, and get messages out there that are factual and, and, you know, so we've spent a lot of time talking about, you know, all the issues that are facing agriculture today. So this really fits very well. Stephanie, if, if, if I can ask one favor before we let you go, your tagline, I'd love to hear you <laughs> say it. It's just so awesome. I love it. Can you say that for us? Am I loud? You beeped it out. <laughs> if you say it, we probably can get away with it. Let's blow this shit up. No farms, no food. That's awesome. I might get a phone call on that, but hey, you know. Hey, folks, we've been talking with Stephanie Nash, uh, country music singer-songwriter, dairy farmer, and an agricultural advocate. Thank you very much, Stephanie, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. All right, folks, that's it. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to Jay Madison's Rural America. It's driving through this little town like I never lived. I tried the best. City living dream and came right back. Cause there's no